Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. Hour number two, Pete Callender Show. Yes, yes, I am Pete. 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Email Pete at thepetecallendershow.com and on Twitter at Pete Callender, uh, where I got a message from at Patriot Girl. It's a P-tweet. Uh, Pete, I remember that murder very, very well. Uh, talking about in the last hour, I went over the latest developments in a 32-year-old unsolved murder in Charlotte. Very high-profile case. Kim Thomas uh, murdered and uh, her husband, Dr. Ed Friedland, charged, but then charges dropped. Uh, nobody's ever been charged since, even though there was a ton of evidence against another individual named Marion Gales. And so um, she says, I never thought Dr. Friedland was guilty. Poor man. CMPD mismanaged that case horribly. Meager resources do not excuse it. It wasn't the only case they screwed up back then. By the way, this was one of the, there's a fellow that uh, I have followed for years on Twitter. He used to be a, a, a writer. He used to blog and stuff. And now uh, he doesn't do that any longer, but he is still uh, very active on Twitter. And um, his name is RB Pundit, or it was. And then he got shadow banned. So he's not that anymore. But he was having this discussion the other day about um, his opposition to the death penalty. And he's a conservative, but he's opposed to it. And and I agreed with his rationale for it. And the, the, the Friedland case or Kim Thomas murder case is a perfect example because Friedland was charged with uh, he was going to stand trial for capital murder. And if that's how bad the case got bungled, right? It is, it is beyond a doubt. There is no doubt at all that innocent people have been executed by the government. And this is one of the, like, my opposition, I used to be in favor of the death penalty. But as I became more and more aware of just how uh, prolific or how, uh, how expert the government is at messing stuff up, I have no confidence in government to do that any longer. And I don't think it's right for the state to execute an innocent person. And I understand that means a lot of evil, bad people get to survive in jail for a very long time afterwards. But I also know that if I was that innocent person or somebody I love was an innocent person put to death, I don't know what I would, I don't know what I would do, you know, and that's just, it's unthinkable. So, Anyway, and people were having a hard time understanding why he would, why he's opposed to it. I, I think it's a pretty straightforward explanation. I don't trust government to do anything well. Why would I trust them to try cases and then execute the guilty well? Like, is that the only area of government that actually works? Is, oh, or the only area of the judiciary that actually works? No, of course not. So, all right, uh, speaking of uh, corrupted justice, the Twitter files. Oh, hang on. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Almost forgot our theme. Got another update. There were actually a couple of them. Okay. And so I got to say, like, there were some of the developments over the uh, uh, over the weekend where uh, they not earth shattering. Right. Like the latest one. You may want to sit down for this. You ready? Conservatives were shadow banned. 
it did happen. They were throttling back. Yep. People. And, and, and then we got the whole readout on how they banned Donald Trump's account. Even though the rules hadn't been violated and like they were worried about slippery slope arguments and these one offs. And, you know, it was what they called it when they made a decision that was inconsistent with their rules. They would call them a one off, which is like a nice way of saying like we're breaking our rules. The vicious and coordinated attacks by mainstream news figures against independent journalist Matt Taibbi in recent days reinforces an essential point about the American news media. They think we are idiots. If you take nothing else away from the release of the Twitter files, it is... Yeah, right. It It is... That the me okay, right. It is that the media think that we are all idiots. Their response to Matt Taibbi's release of the Twitter files, which re- details the. All right, not, we don't have to do it every time. All right. Well, okay. So the files detail the company's calculated suppression of a major news story in the run-up to the 2020 presidential election. It underscores this exceedingly low estimation of its audience, right? The media's reaction to this proves their opinion of us. Outlets like MSNBC and the New York Times, they seem to hope the American public is ignorant of the fact that they got every aspect of the Hunter Biden laptop story wrong from the very beginning. While real journalists tenaciously reported the facts, like the New York Post's Miranda Devine, a disinformation machine comprised of Biden campaign officials Intelligence officials, liberal journalists, and Twitter higher-ups, with the exception of Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, who was apparently left out of the loop on everything, that these groups, these people, acted in brazen coordination to suppress the story. And, And everything that you hear about how all of the rest of these uh, files and the rest of this information, it's all just boring. It's total snooze fest, man, right? All of that that you're hearing, gaslighting. It is the word of the year, after all. Gaslighting. That's what they're doing. They're trying to deflect away from the fact that the files show that they were all operating in collusion in order to keep the story out of the uh, mainstream before the election. And it went beyond that too, right? The second round showed uh, the second uh, information dump from Barry Weiss out of the Twitter uh, uh, documents. Uh-huh, see that? I said Twitter documents. And so the Twitter doc, it's not the same. They're different. No. All right, I'm just going to call them in the files from now on. All right. So the... The second one showed that they had all sorts of tags that they were applying to people's accounts. And those tags would limit where you showed up in searches, whether you can uh, get retweeted, whether you got amplified, whether you got show, uh, whether you show up on the trending lists, like all of these different ways they created all of this different infrastructure, these different tags in order to restrain content. And it was based on political philosophy. And it just confirms what conservatives were alleging, which, of course, everybody on the left denied 
They said, oh, you're just crazy. No, no, maybe nobody wants to, just, no one wants to read your hot takes. That's why you're getting no interaction. But I told, I told you about my personal experience after Elon Musk bought Twitter and all of a sudden I start getting all of these new followers. Way above and beyond what I was getting in the months, you know, on an average monthly basis before. And then all of a sudden this explosion of new followers. Now, maybe some of that is because of bots and some of it's because of people returning to Twitter. I don't know. I do know that the numbers went way up, and I'm not the only one to notice that in their account either. In recent days, the very same liberal media figures who did the bidding of the establishment have sneeringly dismissed the reporting of Taibbi, whose Twitter files expo underscores what we already know to be true, that the aforementioned forces within the establishment sphere pose an immediate threat to our democracy in a way that former President Donald Trump could only dream of being. Peter Laffin at the Washington Examiner says liberal media thugs like NBC's Ben Collins, for example, only exist in this industry to protect entrenched power in exchange for job security and the occasional pat on the head. The establishment press corps playbook has been typical as well as depressingly effective. They attack the messenger, right, using the exact same phrase, as if we are all idiots and can't see them doing this, right? They downplay the significance of the laptop story itself, despite the fact that it contains evidence that directly implicates the president of the United States, who, while serving as Veep, allegedly peddled his influence to foreign governments. And finally, the liberal establishment has exploited the public's increasing tendency towards tribalism. How? They're framing the story within the confines of pro-Trump or anti-Trump. That's it. If you if you believe that the uh, the Twitter files are real, you must be a Trumpist. If you all right, okay, right. If you believe that if you believe that the the files are accurate, then you're a Trumper, and if you don't believe them, then you're an anti-Trumper, and so people then fall into their tribe based on that. But above all, as earlier, their mission is to protect entrenched power all right let me get jack on real quick hello jack welcome to the program hey pete jack the voice guy how are you hey i'm good man what's going on i'm a little out of breath i'm hiking in the beautiful mcdowell nature center oh nice yeah um on shadow banning you know we all know that it's happening and so twitter finally is caught it's been exposed but it's still heavily done on facebook Mm -hmm. um I'll give you an example. I, I would, I've got, I don't know, 1,400 friends or something, and I'd say about 80% of them are conservative-leaning people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you put something up, I'll get a bunch of comments. But if you put something up like, why is the Biden administration giving $86 million to prop up union pension funds? Why is that the pa- taxpayer's responsibility? It, it's crickets. And you go look, and just zero comments. Mm-hmm. No, no one saw it because it's a story that's negative to the Biden administration. Um, right. They want you to believe, and this was Twitter's lie also, that it's all algorithmically de- uh, determined, right? That it's just the AI making these decisions, and we know that's not the case. No, it's not at all. I mean, it happens, it happens with any story like that that I post where it's something about the Biden administration or, uh, you know, any, any serious story with facts that gets shadow banned immediately. Yeah. It's just, it's a joke. Yeah. 
Well, like I said, this is what uh, uh, Peter Laffin says at the Washington Examiner, right? They think we're idiots. That's what all of this exposes. They really do believe that we are idiots, and we're going to believe this lie that it's not happening. Jack, I do appreciate the call. Good to hear from you, man. Enjoy the walk. I used to I used to live right over there. Talk 1110-993-WBT-704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. I know it's a shocking development, but Twitter was censoring conservatives. I mean, everybody knew it, but a lot of people denied it. But now we know it to be, it, it to be true. And then, of course, the response from the corporate media was, well, of course they were suppressing your stuff. Everybody knew that after denying that that was the case. And it's like, it's right in the terms of service, duh. What is unique? See, this is Derek Hunter at townhall.com. He says the big picture isn't that some people got throttled. It's who lied about it, right? What's unique is how so-called journalists are reacting to this. They spent years denying what everybody saw was happening. They said it wasn't happening. They pretended the very idea was beyond the pale. And now they're saying everybody knew it was happening. Right? Or, I mean, they're trying to. This is the argument they're trying to make. But Hunter says, quote, Unfortunately for them, the Internet is forever. We saw them, we heard them, and we remember them. And if you'll allow me to speculate here, I suspect we are about to find out a lot more about them and what they did. I have a bit of the same suspicion. He says, I think there will be a treasure trove of emails from those, quote, journalists drawing the attention of Twitter executives to the, quote, harassment they faced at the hands of people unpleasantly disagreeing with their politics. That's the real gold yet to be mined. Forget about banning Trump, which has been covered more than the JFK assassination, right? The real issue is how many people with a job to report the news were busy behind the scenes trying to silence Americans, high profile or not. He gives this analogy. When the Berlin Wall fell, there were a lot of East German residents who started to live in fear that they had never felt when the commies were in charge. Why? They weren't worried about being swept away to prison work camps. They were worried about being exposed. Tens of thousands of East Germans informed on their neighbors. They would call the secret police, the Stasi, right? On anybody. If you were impure to the revolution, if you were critical to the state, you were saying double plus ungood things, oh yeah, that's a paddling. There were records of those calls and the naming of names they never imagined would see the light of day when they were made Families were punished and separated. Others were sent to prison camps. Some people disappeared forever because they crossed a neighbor or they annoyed a friend or some random person was looking to gain favor with those in power. The rest of their lives were changed for the worse after freedom took hold. Good. I'd bet dollars to donuts that there's a similar cabal of like-minded people this time working in journalism who turned in or more accurately, turn Twitter Stasi on to people that they wanted to be quieted down, right? How much of this that we're seeing from the corporate media types, these journalismers, right? How much of it is fear 
that their emails are going to pop in one of the subsequent releases of the Twitter files. All right. All right, let's go over here. Let's go to Ralph. Uh, okay. Ralph, welcome to News Talk 1110-993-WBT. What's up, Ralph? Good afternoon, Pete. Just last week, the company Meta yeah. took down a post I made about the mainstream media not reporting the Biter Hunter uh, laptop, but that the mainstream media was complicit uh, with treason about not really covering these uh, dumps and everything about these files and, and proving all this to be true. And, and they took the post down. I got a message, and it said, due to community standards, uh, we, we need to delete your post. And I always, when I make a, a statement like that, I, I always put a little history in. I said, Rome will burn again. So I, I don't know, you know, what, uh, I mean, it, it's just amazing. They're still going to censor you. So uh, w- did you link to an article or anything, or was it just uh, your own post? It was just a statement. It was just an ob- ob- observatory, my opinion statement mm-hmm. that, 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 you know, basically the mainstream media, uh, since this uh, laptop was found, they, they have been complicit in, in covering this up to suppress the election. Yeah, and and look, they, they you may be wrong on that. I I don't think you are, but I think you. But you may be wrong on that. But it doesn't matter what I think, whether you're right or wrong. You have a right to say these things, and the and this is where the social media companies are getting into trouble, is because they are obviously engaged in viewpoint discrimination because they don't like what you're saying. They will then find a reason to to uh, you know, blacklist your comment, to, to de-amplify it or block it or make you scrub it off entirely. That's the issue. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, they're, they're not going to change. I mean, basically, you can catch them in, in the middle of an act of a crime and have video on it, and then they'll come back the next day and say, oh, well, you know, that, that, that couldn't be me. What is amazing is the is the amount of people in the journalism field that are demanding restrictions on free speech, that are demanding more, quote, moderation, so they don't have to see speech or hear speech that they don't like. And they frame it under this, um, this uh, umbrella of safetyism or that you're causing, quote, harm by having an opinion that they don't like. This is a this is a really big problem. It's infecting everything. Ralph, I appreciate the call. It, it, it like this safetyism, this oh, I you know, I don't want you to say these things because you'll do harm and harm is purely now just psychological. Harm is like, oh, that person's opinion made me uncomfortable. Oh, I didn't like that person's opinion. I disagreed. So now I've been harmed? No. No. That's not that that that's not how it works. Rights are not dictated by the most offendable portion of the population. At least they shouldn't be. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Don't worry... I know there's been a lot of stuff about, you know, the release of the internal uh, 
documents inside Twitter about the banning of the Hunter Biden laptop story before the 2020 election. Uh, But don't worry. Don't worry. Help is on the way for Hunter Biden. I know. I know everybody was worried, but he's he's lining up his he's lining up his team. All right. I'll tell you more about it in a minute. Let's get Bob on. Hello, Bob. Welcome to the program. How are you? Yes. How are you, sir? I'm well. What's going on? Well, I just think that. Let me turn down my radio. Good call. Let me just, you know, I, I just think that why can't we, you know, monitor our own, our 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 own uh, uh, Facebook and Twitter account. Uh, you know, if 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 somebody, if I have a friend that's making, you know, lewd or lascivious remarks, you know, I unfollow them. No, whoa, 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 whoa. That's possible? <laughs> well, that's what I'm talking about. It's, it's almost like, you know, I have the First Amendment right to say what I want to say. And so do they. Kind of to your point about, let's have a discussion. But if, but, but if, I, but if I don't want to continue listening to what they're saying, then I can unfollow them. What's wrong with that? Yeah, you can block them even. You can block them so you'll never see them again. Exactly. Right. I don't understand I don't understand why Twitter or Facebook have to do that for us. Do do you want to try to take a stab at answering your own question? Uh, because we're all idiots. Well, <laughs> right. But no, it's it, it it's because People want to prevent you from seeing information that they don't like. So they don't want to see it, and they also think you should not be able to see it because you might believe it. You might agree with it, and they don't want you agreeing with it. And, 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 and therein lies the, what the problem is. Right. Is that, if, you know, if I don't believe it, then, then you shouldn't believe it either. Yeah. I, I, look, I don't, I, I don't tune into. Uh, MSNBC, right? I, I don't tune into that. Uh, I used to. I used to watch it a lot, and it's basically the same thing over and over again. Um, but I used to watch that, and uh, but I don't anymore because I don't appreciate the the content. I'll, I'll find the content elsewhere. Well, you know. Well, I agree with you, but I also feel like drinking the same Kool Aid isn't good for your health. True. You know, so I try to mix it up. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Not that I listen to politics all the time, but when I do, I try to see what the other side say. Absolutely. You know? And, no, I think that's important. I just don't use MSNBC as that source to get what, sure. yeah, for the, for the lefty uh, hot takes. I have other sources that I go to now because, uh, frankly, the people on MSNBC just are not very bright. Every now and right. again, uh, you'll, get a t- you know, you'll get somebody that comes on, a contributor, who will say something that's, I think, you know, relevant or important or interesting but that usually sure. pops on some of these other websites that I follow that that comb through what MSNBC uh, does. And I, know, and, I, and I know free market is a bad word, but why can't we just handle tri- Twitter and Facebook like a free market? You know, if I don't want to buy that product, I, don't, I can unfollow it. Right, but again, that's the, the answer is the same answer. It's not, it, because that's not the point. The people who are demanding, quote, moderation, the ones who are demanding censorship by Twitter, they don't want to live and let live. They don't want you to be able to see or say things with which they disagree. 
I hate liberal. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not even liberal. It's not. I mean, there's nothing liberal about that position, right? It's it's straight up authoritarian, uh, it, and and they can dress it up under safetyism and oh, we're trying to prevent harm and all of that. But uh, like for example, on the COVID stuff, right? They were suppressing, still are. They suppress uh, alternate views and disagreement yeah. among scientists about COVID nineteen. Exactly, data. They they suppress data. You know, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Bob, I appreciate the call. Yes, sir. All right, bud. Um, I had a discussion uh, over the weekend, actually, with a, a friend of mine who um, is on is is in a different place, I shall say, in a different place with regards to COVID-19, the vaccines and all that, than I am, right? I've said this before. I got the original vaccines. Uh, I understood. We were all part of a of a you know, experiment, right? This is a drug trial, basically. But we're, and I've said this many, many times over the course of the pandemic, we are either practicing battlefield medicine or we are not, right? This is either really, really important and it's, and we got to do what we can and all of that. And so at the beginning, right, when this was the original argument, okay, I do not, I am not an epidemiologist. I do not know microbiology, and so I'm going to rely on, quote, the experts. And then when the experts proven themselves, when they have proven themselves to be either incorrect or biased uh, or just flat out deceitful, uh, then now you no longer get my unquestioning support, right? So I did not get any of the boosters, and I'm going to take my chances with running into COVID-19, some other mutation, just like everybody else is going to have to, right? This is where it is like this. It, and look, it it stinks. It absolutely stinks. It's another way for us to die. Absolutely. Just like, you know, before the Spanish flu, sorry, the flu of 1918, right? Before that, you know, people weren't dying of like, there wasn't like this flu season every year. It's like making its way around the planet over and over and over again, right? That's the sort of the remnants of that, as I understand it. So before then, I mean, was that is was that just a way that people died? People freaked out about it back then too. But then eventually, you know, something in the psychology changes, and now you're you're like, okay, you know, got to go in and get my flu shot or something, or got to go in and get checked up if I am feeling sick, and then you get other medicines that become available and that sort of thing. So when you have a, a media company, social media company, that's rest- as Twitter did. When when the Great Barrington Declaration, which wasn't even against, it wasn't even against uh, COVID nineteen treatments or anything. It was simply about the lockdowns, and they said these lockdowns are going to do more harm than good. And these were doctors; these were experts in the field, and they came out with this position, and they were shut down. One of the doctors, Doctor J. Bhattacharya, I believe, he his account on Twitter was blacklisted. The moment he set it up, he set it up and got himself tagged for disinformation or, you know, do not amplify. So so what do we have? We have a social media company that is deciding what is and is not allowed to be discussed during a pandemic. When when as, you know, Congressman Greg Murphy, a doctor from North Carolina, said, you know, we're building the plane while we're flying it. Which means, yes, we're going to make some mistakes. We got some bad options. We don't know what we're doing in all these cases and in all these different 
responses and protocols. So we have to be able to assess, did this work or did it not work? And if it didn't work, let's not do that again. So here you have doctors saying, don't do this. And they're being stifled. They're being suppressed. You can't hear their opinion. That's of grave concern. Just like with the election, where you've got credible reporting that has now been confirmed, the contents on the laptop are in fact Hunter Biden's laptop's contents, and he's got emails in there talking about a 10% cut, quote, for the big guy. And the big guy, according to the other person on the email, Tony Bobulinski, was Joe Biden. So you've got essentially an influence peddling operation that is detailed in the files. That, again, social media, along with the intelligence agencies that worked with them on it, they suppressed that story so people wouldn't know that there is a different story out there. And anybody who tells you that that's not important, they're either lying to you or they're an idiot. I know you were very worried. You were very, very, very concerned. And all of these stories... Will somebody please think of the children? And by the children, I mean Hunter Biden. Right? Whatever will he do? He's got all of these mean, nasty Republicans coming after him. And Elon Musk hates him, too. The richest man in the world. And he's after me. Poor Hunter Biden. Don't worry. I think he's going to be okay, everyone. He's got some lawyers now working for him. In September, friends of Hunter Biden, that's not like an official organization. I mean, at least not yet. I haven't seen if they've like formed like a Hunter Biden fan club or friends of Hunter or something like that. But this is just their friends. They began meeting to plan how best to help their friend against the investigations coming once Republicans take back the House. According to the Washington Post, his supporters are divided over two different approaches. The plan is to go after Biden's accusers, which is obviously right out of the standard Democrat playbook, right? Blame the accusers, not the person being investigated. Several groups are trying to unify around the best strategy. For example, Hunter Biden's friend and lawyer, Kevin Morris, who, as I understand it, reportedly paid off a $2 million IRS debt of Hunter Biden's. Like any friend would do for you, right? I mean, you owe $2 million to the IRS. And sure, yeah, buddy, I'll take care of that for you. Hunter Biden called this guy Morris, Kevin Morris, his sugar brother. So not a sugar daddy. Because he didn't have to do anything. It's a sugar brother. He's also the subject of a legal ethics complaint over sending threatening texts to a group that was investigating the laptop. <laughs> yeah. Dailymail.com obtains the text messages from Hollywood entertainment lawyer Kevin Morris, where he calls a member of a right-wing transparency group, Marco Polo, calls him a bleepin' moron, bleeping nuts and says, I'm going to take all your money. I know where you live. You're going to enjoy being a butt boy for 20 years, dude. Lube up. That's what this lawyer said to somebody who's trying to uh, get information on the Hunter Biden laptop story. Sounds like a nice guy. I don't know about you. Sounds like a really great guy. 
Um, so that's uh, that, that's one group. Uh, they have uh, they want to be aggressive. I know that's going to come as a shock. Yeah, but this Morris guy, he wants to take an aggressive approach, right? Like he's got in mind a couple of defamation lawsuits maybe around uh, or against uh, Hunter Biden's critics. Maybe go after Fox News. He's done extensive opposition research against potential witnesses to go after them, like Tony Bobolinsky, the former business partner of Hunter Biden. Also, the computer repair guy, and go after him. Take him down a couple pegs. Yeah, let's make his life a living hell. That'll teach you. You don't you don't ever publicize something that could harm the Bidens. Then there's David Brock, founder of Media Matters. David Brock, right? He's planning a new group called Facts First USA. It's going to focus on fighting the House GOP investigations. He is hired several other uh, Hunter Biden has hired several other lawyers, uh, one to handle a federal criminal investigation into his business dealings and other matters, and another lawyer to deal directly with the House investigators. Now, the White House and the Democratic National Committee, they have their own strategies for dealing with what is coming. Bob Bauer, no relation to Jack, A former White House counsel in Obama's administration is ready to represent Joe Biden as his personal lawyer. If needed, three Democrat-aligned outside groups are ready to provide rapid response and other communications as well. It's an all-hands-on-deck kind of thing here. The aggressive strategy is not sitting well with other groups. They want Hunter and Morris to step back. And let the others paint the GOP investigations as partisan exercises. In other words, just lay low, man, and let the professionals wage a publicity war against the Republicans. Karen Townsend at HotAir.com says, we've seen this before. Democrats portray Republicans as extremist partisans out to get the president's son, and the media will happily go along with them. And in the wake, by the way, of the Hunter Biden laptop story being suppressed by Twitter and other social media companies. Uh, Do you think it's going to go any differently now? I mean, it might for Twitter with Elon Musk in charge, but I don't think anything's going to change over at Facebook, right? In texts, oh, I already read that part. Sorry. White House, uh, the White House has said about normalizing Hunter Biden's presence at White House events and at formal affairs with his father and Jill. Have you noticed this last week? He's like hanging out. He's in the background at these various White House events, and people are like, "Why is he out there?" So they're trying to normalize as part of their as part of their PR strategy. They're going to say he's the president's son. He's not an elected official, and they're going to paint Republicans as partisans, just going after the president's family instead of working on the country's problems. We'll see which strategy wins the day.